think we should build a wall over Florida before we should build a wall over Mexico. You are listening to the Pod Full of Sunshine podcast recorded live straight out of Florida, where it's illegal for anyone wearing a swimsuit to sing in public. So grab your orange juice, dump in that champagne, cut you a slice of key lime pie, and get ready for an hour of crazy, off-the-wall stories from the Sunshine State. Here are your hosts, Greg and Diana. Hey, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Podful of Sunshine. I'm Diana. Greg here. What's going on, people of the podcast world? We are a comedy news podcast that discuss all the fucked up stories that come out of Florida. And beyond. You know, we haven't done that for a few weeks. The beyond and beyond. Like the whole thing, like how we're a comedy news podcast. Like I'm like the last few weeks, I'm like, why haven't I done that? Oh, well, well, it doesn't need to be done every week. It does in case we have new listeners and they don't know what we're all about. Mm, that's true. We should probably do it every week then. So if you're a new listener, welcome. Oh, yeah, or welcome back if you're not a new listener. Or welcome back for all our loyal listeners. Yeah, come on back. Do you know what else we haven't done in a while? Uh, I, no, I haven't. <laughs> I don't know. You were going to cheat and look at the outline. I just... Yeah, I was. Yeah, so I was gonna- busted. We haven't done a podcast pocket enough. Oh Hot yeah, that's minute. right, a podcast pocket. And let me tell you why that is, because I'm not just gonna throw any random podcasts out there to recommend for you, because I j- I'm just not. So like, I want it to be a podcast that I actually like and I think that listeners will actually enjoy, not just you know. Giving you Just bullshit. Any podcast out there. So I found out about this podcast from the Untrained Eye. I believe either Beth or DJ recommended this podcast when they do recommendations. It's called Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> what are you laughing at? This uh, Friday the Thirteenth. No, no, no. It's Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. So, Friday the 13th is a podcast that explores horror in real life and in the movies from an LGBTQ perspective. So, the co-hosts are Andrew and Maddie, and they discuss real-life horror stories, and most of that involves politics. And then they also discuss scary movies, which you should listen to. And then they discuss just all sorts of scary shit in our world. Oh, wow. That's but they have a unique perspective because they're coming to it with an LGBTQ perspective. I, I have their um, promo. You want to give it a listen? Yeah, let's try it out. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, 
Guys. Oh, oh hey, producer Mr. Michael. Mr. Michael, oh, hi. Well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. So go check them out, y'all, because I, I have been binging them. I listened to their recent episode because I had kind of run out of podcasts to listen to. So I remember the Untrained Eye recommended them, and I have them on my Twitter feed. I follow them, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give them a whirl. So I listened to their most recent episode. It was like love at first listen. I like their little, little intro thing. It's really like... It's a promo, not an intro. All right. Well, I like it. Yeah. So then I went back and I'm starting from the very beginning because I love listening to podcasts all the way through. And so I am going to binge that. I feel like I've binged the first few episodes already. Ooh, some more to come, I guess. Some more to come. So go check them out. That podcast again is Friday the 13th. Check it out. Have you heard of this number neighbor twins thing? No, I haven't heard of it. Are you going to follow me here? Are you going to listen? I am or? listening. The, the, the yeah, twin. but you were kind of, what were you doing on your iPad? I'm doing nothing on my iPad. I have my iPad here because you don't like the way I slam my phone down. That's so true. That's why my iPad's here. It's for like a background. So it's something to hold my phone up. That's okay. why I grabbed it. So number neighbor twins is a new thing going around. And I want us to do it today. No matter how uncomfortable it makes us. What does that even mean? So number neighbor twins is a thing where you text the same number as your cell phone number, except for the last digit is either one up or one down from you. And then you just say, hey, number neighbor, I am your number neighbor. How are you? And then you just see what happens from there. Sometimes they answer. Sometimes they don't. Hey, we're not doing that. Oh, the fact where we aren't, we're doing that. The listeners want to hear it. Well, let's do it right now, then. So let's do it right now. I'm going to do it, and you're going to do it. Fine, let's do it. I hope we get some weirdos that text Well, that's what I'm hoping, that by the end of the podcast, that we will have some sort of response. Has anybody ever done this before? Yeah, it's like all over Reddit. It's all over Twitter. It has to be the last number, though, right? The last number. You can either go up or down. So if, like, your last digit is a five, you go, you change it to a six. What should I type? Here's what I'm going to type. Hey, number neighbor, just following the trend and reaching out to you as my number neighbor feel free to copy and paste that if you want and then i'm gonna write how are you and sometimes you can tell right away if it's a legit number because or not legit but like some are other iphones so right now this phone my number neighbor that i texted that ends in four is uh not an iphone is yours mine's definitely an iMessage is it yeah let's see what happens nice well, All right, so stay tuned through our episode to see if we get a response back from our probably, number neighbor. It probably twins. won't be. I'll probably be blocked, and they'll be like, "Who the hell is this?" 
Well, and that's what a lot of them are. It's like, who's this? It's like, you don't know me, but I'm your number neighbor. It's a thing going around where we text the same number, only the last digits one off. Yeah. Wow. So. Cool. Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear The suspense. No oh one's responding back. You wouldn't be They're surprised because it. I've seen stuff on Reddit and Twitter where they it. respond. There's still no other those little dots where people would be responding, like typing something. So. Okay. Well, let's not concentrate on that until they respond. Okay. So, you know that I'm a TikTok whore. Yeah, TikTok whore. God, I fucking love it. So, there is... Remember that Cash Me Outside, how about that, girl? Yeah, what's she up to these days? I don't know. Does she it even matter? TikTok? No, but there's a new girl on TikTok that reminds me of her. And at first I was like, I wasn't even going to talk about it, but then Glenn from the Glenn Think Stuff podcast posted like her tiktok and i was like oh my god i was like i thought i was the only one that like thought it was insane let me find it yeah find it, it sounds Hold insane. On. so this one is the thing that went viral that made her viral guess what these other girls couldn't do they could never and that's on a period. They really could never. All these little, hey, all, all y'all little girls that want to hate on me, y'all could never. If, if somebody's hating on you, tell them today, say, say, girl, you could never, period. Never what? You, no, that's what I'm wondering. Never what? And so, like, <laughs> fucking Glenn from Glenn Think Stuff posted this, and someone had responded, like, what the fuck is she talking about? And he's like, you know what, Jen, this is important information you need to listen to, which you can hear in his sarcastic southern twang. And so then she posted another one that I'm like, I need someone to explain to me what this means. I don't know what it means. Let's listen to another one. Yeah, let's do it. Good morning to all my TikTok fans, supporters. Y'all are really my family. I really love y'all. But just remember today that a puss that hoe could wet. Could never, baby. These other girls. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Pussy as her could never. Could. Never, never. Oh my god! But someone responded to uh, Glenn Think Stuff podcast tweet about it. Oh yeah. And kind of like deciphered it for us, and she's like, "Yeah, it means that she looks at you guys as her friend or as her family, and she loves you." <laughs> Loves you. You I just could never. Never. Anywho, so of course, because I hate myself, I started following her on TikTok. Why do you hate yourself? That's just rude to say you hate yourself. Well, I hate myself because I'm subscribed to this bitch now because it's so entertaining. Never, never. I'm going to pull up one more random one. What these other girls couldn't do, cause I know what they couldn't do, but I just wanna make sure you know what they couldn't do. So let me know what they couldn't do. So what couldn't they do? What couldn't because you do? Because she says you know what they couldn't do, but I just wanna make sure you know what they couldn't do. And I honestly don't know what they couldn't do. And I responded to that, and Jesus Christ, my fucking like timeline blew up about like. Laughing is like, you could never. It's like, but no one's answering me about what they couldn't Maybe do. it's just like a, th- maybe that's like a thing. Like, you could never. You could never. Pussy ass hoe. Yeah, that's, that must be like a, like a new <laughs> slang thing. 
fucking you a. Never. So she is the new Catch Me Outside. How about that, girl? And uh, so, and the funny thing is, from what I've seen on TikTok, it looks like she is making an album, which scares the shit out of me. Like, Catch Me Outside, ho, or the this new chick? Well, both of them technically oh, have. Um, like, cool I, for them. Catch Me Outside girl does have an album, and this girl, I think, is like making an album. Oh, we'll see shit. when it's released. Maybe it'll hit a platinum. Maybe. Did you hear about this fucking YouTuber? No. With the dog? I haven't heard about any. I don't really follow YouTube. I don't either, but it's been a big story where this fucking I bitch. I didn't see this. Huh? Yeah, I definitely didn't see this. Definitely didn't see this one coming. Okay. So this broad's name is, her YouTube name is Brooke Houts. And she's apparently a popular YouTuber, and she does a lot of stuff with her dog. And so apparently, when uploading this latest video, she accidentally uploaded the wrong video, and it shows her basically abusing her dog. How's she abusing it? Hmm, let's watch. Hmm. My dog. She's over there. I put plastic wrap on the door. I'm going to have him run out. We're just going to see what he does. I don't know. Whatever. We love you. Did they show the part where she spit on the dog? Yeah, they did. Yeah, like, you fucking bitch. I hope that dog bites her one day. I'm sorry, but I've been really mad at our dogs. And never have I taken the dog and slammed it to the floor, much less spit at it. Yeah, that's just mean. Dogs don't get spit at. Dakota, as much as she pisses on the floor, we don't spit at her or do anything mean to her. No, we just tell her she's old. old. uh... But she released some fucking bullshit statement. Here, let me read it to you. It's probably bullshit. It is. It's a long piece of bullshit. Um, to everyone that's been commenting on my social media, basically she says that she's been having a lot of stress outside, even despite her happy, perky personality on YouTube, but that that day in particular was super stressful and the dog was like kind of like getting out of control and she lost her temper. And even though it looked like she spit at the dog, she didn't spit at the dog, which she spit at the dog, which yeah, she spit at the dog. Like, please explain to me what the fuck you were doing if you weren't spitting at the dog. And then she says, but don't worry, y'all. I'm getting a fucking dog trainer. It's no, you don't need a dog trainer. You need a, you need a fucking therapist Ooh, a therapist yeah you need something like you can't treat a dog like that yeah, that wasn't very nice i don't spit at rosie or dakota no and we've been really mad at them before i know we get mad at them because they do stupid things i'm trying to think of the meanest thing we've done out of anger to them and you know what the only thing i can come up with is sending them to their box <laughs> yeah sending them to their box 
I think I tap Rosie on the nose sometimes. Give a little swat? Yeah, I don't think that's very nice of me, but she needs to learn. You're not grabbing her and body slamming her at least. And I'm not spitting on her. Right. Yeah. Rosie, we love you. What about Dakota? And we love you too, lumpy long nails. I forgot to put this on the outline. All right, what's what? What is it? This fucking broad. She's a DJ and an influencer. Which, to which I say, damn whoever came up with the whole influencer thing, because it's ruined me following. Like I like reality shows, so I like following the reality stars on Instagram. But all they're doing is trying to sell sell skincare products or flat tummy tea and all this bullshit. And it fucking and I end up unfollowing them. Well, they need to make money. If you're trying to fucking yep, it's not working though. I'm not buying your shit. Some people are though, probably. They are, and I appreciate the effort of trying to make money. Like, well, you need to make with a your living. 15 minutes of fame, but right. I'm not fucking doing. I'm not here for that. And Unless it's a really good product. No. I will not buy anything from influencers. I refuse. So there's this DJ slash influencer. And she was flying to Paris, maybe? Let me just read the article. Yeah, read it. Influencer and DJ Nicole Rose Stillings claims she has had to flee her luxury apartment after catching her doorman masturbating on her sofa. Stillings tells Page Six that she was on a flight to Bali when she happened to remotely log into her Nest security camera at 3.30 a.m. New York time and allegedly watch as her doorman, Ronald Yagul, grab a bottle of smart water from the fridge. I mean, you gotta fucking hydrate yourself before masturbating. And then made his way to her sofa. Sofa. (laughs) Sofa. 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 And began to masturbate. He walks over to my couch, does his business, and it's a 15-minute thing. And I've actually had nightmares about this. Can we just talk about how it takes him 15 minutes to masturbate to completion? Maybe he's um, taking it slow. but That's want- a long time to masturbate. Probably would want to just get the job done. You would think. Yeah. like That's what I think. I'd never know anybody that wants to prolong masturbation. Masturbation is for one point, one point only, right? Right. One point, one point only. Oh, already... Got him uh, inquiring on the $750 uh, oh, car. I thought you were going to say that your number neighbor texted you. My number neighbor did not text me. Has Have they read it? Re- re- um, oh, read let, it. Let me check. The, like, is there... No, it just says delivered. Mm, damn. So you don't know. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know. All right. So I have this other story. Oh, what is it? It's about a guy. I think he's from Spain. I found this story on Reddit. You know, I really haven't given Reddit its accolades lately because I've oh, all really been on uh, I've been on TikTok's dick, so I'm just been abandoning Reddit. But the headline is: A man who threw a fridge off the spit off a Spanish cliff was ordered to drag it back up. He joked about recycling as he dumped a fridge off a cliff and then authorities ordered him to go down and retrieve it by hand. Apparently there's a video. Let's take a listen. I bet that's very stressful on him. Yeah. Reciclando. That's when they throw the refrigerator down the cliff. 
They think it's funny. Not funny. It is funny. Not funny. So then there's a video, and it's a silent video. But basically, authorities made the man, and he has a friend along with him. I'm assuming it's a friend that helped throw it down the hill. Throw it down the hill that recorded it, and they are seen carrying this refrigerator back up the hill. I think that is way better than probation. That is way better than jail time. That shows accountability. It does show accountability. I like it. I like whoever made them do that. And so they uh, did it. He was also fined about uh, $74,000 in addition to having to bring well, the refrigerator. I would just left that shit there for $74,000. That was part of his punishment. Jeez. They really were getting... Yeah. Getting them in. That sucks for him. Don't be throwing refrigerators down cliffs. That's right. Did you see this video from China? It's kind of like a water park where the... Kind of like... um, What's that? Typhoon Lagoon at Disney. And then... A wave pool? A wave pool. And it malfunctioned? I didn't see that. No, man. What the hell? Lucky for you. I have the video. Hold on. Watch. Straight up, malfunction, and it looked like a fucking tidal wave that just took him and just wiped people out. I bet some people enjoyed that, though. And you know what? Like, I didn't even look into the story as far as, like, if anyone was injured or anything. I just thought it was a cool video. Yeah, I mean, that looks like a little bit of fun. I mean, but you have to be a pretty good swimmer, probably. Yeah. And be aware of the wave coming. What if you just got knocked out, like, by it? Somebody, I wonder if anybody died. I don't know. You'd think that would be the headline. You would think. Yeah. Um, so, I have one more story before we move on to O'Florida. Comes from Australia. You know what? Australia really is just a country version of Florida. Yeah, it really is. We've talked about this before where it's just like they do weird ass shit over there and it's just like Florida. So I can't take credit for finding the story. I heard this story on the Matt Bellasai on Happy Hour podcast. He's one of my favorites. Are you listening to me? Yeah. He's one of your favorites. I'm looking at our outline. So. So. The headline is, a woman spray paints urgent message to baby daddies around Australian suburb. To her baby daddy. Her baby daddy. An urgent, mysterious message, presumably written by a pregnant woman to the baby's daddy, Chris, has spread all around Australia. The vandal has a simple message. Quote, Chris, you need to talk to me before the baby is born or don't bother after. Photos of the same message spray-painted across the area in purple paint were shared on the Frankston Community Notice Board on Facebook. So people have responded accordingly because it's it's showing up all over the town. People are writing, Chris, can you just call her before she destroys the whole city? And the mayor said that residents made his office aware of the graffiti and they're quickly removing it. 
I mean, I'm going to go out and assume that she's tried all other avenues to get Chris to talk to her. And Chris is just being a dick. He just doesn't want to talk to her. What the fuck, Chris? Just call your baby mama. Yeah. You can run, but you can't hide. Yeah, She's coming for you, dude. She will find you. Imagine. Like, this is just a little bit of psycho that she's showing. She's spray painting this shit all over Australia. I know. I mean, it's like down under. So... (laughs) Number neighbor? No, it's my mom. God damn it! Mom? Anywho. Chris, call your baby mama. Yeah, give her a call. She probably wants some money or something. Yeah. Maybe you should want to see your kid too, you loser. You loser? Um, okay, I'm going to do one more story. And actually, this came from you. So would you like to read it about it? Sure. It's about the emoji painted on a building. Oh, yeah. That, I have did put a lot of input in this week. I would like to say that Greg this week was awesome because uh, was my awesome. whole inbox was flooded all week long with Weird. stories for him. Some I even deleted because we had way too many stories. So, Greg, thank you for that. Yeah, you should save them for next week in case we... Uh... No, I want you to do this every week. Because I really liked it. Because I got to pick and choose. I had some stories in the outline originally that were kind of lame. But I'm like, eh, it'll do. But then you would come up with some outrageous ones. All right. That's good. I did a good job. That's a good boy. That's a good boy. So this is out of Manhattan Beach, California. A Southern California seaside community is in an uproar after a home was given a new paint job featuring two huge emojis on a bright pink background. Paint job or hand job? <laughs> Paint job. A hand job would be good. <laughs> so sorry. Manhattan Beach residents rallied against the makeover during a city council meeting Tuesday night, citing problems with spectators and asserting that it was done without bad intent. One speaker called the paint job graffiti. Hand and- job. A hand job. And another said it was attack on neighbors. The new hand job appeared after neighbors <laughs> reported to the home was being used for short-term rentals, and the homeowner was fined $4,000. I think it's cool. I think it gives it character. Like, it's not badly done. Listeners, we will post this picture on our Instagram page. Like, it's not horrible. Like, I mean, is it for, like, Airbnb? Is that what they're talking about? Yeah, that's what they're talking about. Like, I don't see really anything wrong with it. I don't either. I'm not sure what... um, anybody's upset about it. i think it looks good i think it brings class to the house it looks shitty without it i wouldn't say class but i think it brings character yes some character yeah yes. so maybe we should po- paint an emoji on our house well we painted our house without approval so um why not yeah we uh when we painted our house we're just like fuck it they're not gonna disapprove it and we painted it and then submitted the paint colors and they denied it Deny. But guess what? Fuck you. We're not repainting it. And knock on wood, we're, we haven't heard anything. We're still not repainting it. I don't even care if they ask no, us we're to. St- no. I was telling Greg that what we would do is we would uh, play the legal system. And what we would do is be like, okay, well, here's what we want to paint it. And we would do like one shade lighter and submit it. And then they obviously reject it. And then... Once they reject it, we'd be like, okay, well, how about this? And we just 
keep playing that legal system yeah. of submitting because even it, say anything. it takes them like three months to answer you yeah. because like obviously you're not going to repaint it without you know their approval after they denied you so yeah, we're not repainting it at all we got a plan yeah all right well let's move on to oh florida oh florida oh florida all right, I'll do the first three, and you can do the ones after. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. The first one, guess what, Greg? What? Florida has crabs. Yes, it does. Crabs have invaded a Florida neighborhood. Cult. And we're not talking about the villages, people, am I right? No, we're not talking about them crabs. For those of you not from Florida, the Villages is like an old people retirement home, and they have the highest STD rate in the state of Florida, because all old people at this point are like, fuck it. Like, we're not using condoms. We're just fucking. Yeah, old ass people. I mean, they're not no, wrong. They're not like, wrong. I mean, you're going to die. Who? What's the little What's the little crabs? Can you get that picture, though? Can you get that? Do you see that, like, visual? The old people? Yeah. Mm. I'd rather not. So this story comes from Stewart, Florida. They're back. A video recorded by a Stewart, Florida resident shows a massive amount of crabs crawling around her neighborhood. We've lived here for years, and this is the worst we've seen them. Worse? So you've seen crabs before? Yeah, but not like this. Because this is the worst they've ever seen them. I know. That's I, I don't think I've seen a crab ever. Mm-hmm. Besides on the beach. Yeah, I don't know where they would, where did they come from? Are they living on the beach? Let's read and find out. Maybe they'll tell us. Maybe they will. In the video posted to her Facebook page, hundreds of blue land crabs are seen scurrying across the street and into bushes. Some, unfortunately, appear to get crunch under a passing car. Hmm, poor crabs. Maybe we should have caught some of those crabs and like made them for dinner. We should have drove to Stewart. Yeah. I was told they are blue land crabs. Apparently, they burrow throughout the year, but it's during this season when the heavy rain forces them out. According to researchers at the University of Florida, go Gators! Blue land crab mating and female migrating season runs until December, peaking in October and November. This isn't the first time we've seen a crab invasion. A Port St. Lucie man witnessed hundreds of land crabs crawling on his screen porch all over his yard that went viral. That's gross. It is gross. That's because a lot of crabs. I will uh, get this video and post it to our uh, Instagram page because it's fucking gross. It's crabby. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I see. You like that. Yeah, huh? That you, was good. I like it. You got that. So the boys go back to school on uh, Monday. Monday, yeah. Cool. I'm excited. And with that comes... Bus drivers. You know? Bless Blake's schedule um, for the bus. They say he'll be home by 424. That's what it said on his... Uh... Oh, nice. Do you believe that? No. Okay. So apparently here in Polk County, the school board has approved an update that now prohibits any activity that is unsuitable, intimate, and sexually suggestive. So that means no handies, no hummers... No fingering the girl on the bus next to you. Does that None stuff of that. happen? I don't. That's 
that's what I'm saying. Like, isn't that just like a given? Like, do we literally have to put it into writing? I guess apparently you do. And like, what's putting it into writing going to do? If you're not going to stop it when it's not in writing, like what makes you think you're going to stop it when it's in writing? You're not. You're not. That's interesting that they would even publish that. Yeah. And apparently one bus driver says that she's seen it all and they find like used condoms on the bus. Mm, that's interesting. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are you not watching your kids? Yeah, why are you doing it on the bus? Maybe we... Well, their kids are horny. Uh, like, they'll do it anywhere. I guess, apparently. Maybe they need two, like, staff on the bus, bus driver. Do and they then, have, like, an assistant on the bus? I think that's I what they already so. have one. They can barely pay the bus drivers. That's why there's a bus driver shortage. I don't know. Things are not cool in the busing department, I guess. So, dear students of Polk County, no handies, no blowies. Hands to yourself, mouths to yourself, and just act like good little kids. Maybe you should just let them sit one to a seat. Or maybe you just put, like, boys sit with boys. That could could run into problems there. Why? Hmm? Why Boys like boys and girls like girls these days. I mean, that's true. So, I mean, it's like you don't want to discriminate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I'm just, let's find a solution to this. (laughs) Which I don't know what it is. Besides, like, I like my suggestion. You have two. Yeah. The driver and a chaperone. An aide. But then again, like I said, they can barely pay bus drivers, so. And uh, how competent is the chaperone or the bus driver? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. The bus driver's not very, uh. But he's driving. Yeah, you can't be doing everything while you're driving. You got to be careful when you're driving, checking lanes, turning your turn signals on. Yeah, all that stuff. All that stuff. All right, so what's your next one? My next one is a lost Florida motorist was smoking weed to get himself ready for the return of Jesus. Well, (laughs) I agree with him. He probably should smoke more. I think Jesus would appreciate... The yeah. natural herb of weed. I think so too. He probably. I feel like I bet he smoked weed back in his day. I mean, he wasn't alive very long. He was alive for thirty-three years, bro. Mm. That's a long time. What, what age did you start smoking weed? Did you know that Jesus was thirty-three when he died? Because I'm kind of proud of myself for knowing. That. I did. I thought he was younger than that. Do you know the only reason why I know that is because? <sighs> I don't. Sorry, know. Brian. I'm about to throw a little bit of dirty laundry out there. So my brother married into like a super religious family. And then when him and his wife got divorced, him and his brother-in-law had this big like Facebook feud, blah, 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 blah. Oh, Facebook. Oh, fucking fuck Facebook. Get off Facebook, people, and get on TikTok. It brings joy. Anyway, so like when my brother turned 33, his ex-brother-in-law had posted something along the lines of, 33, but not as distinguished as Jesus or some fucking religious bullshit like that. That's the only reason why I know that Jesus was 33 when he died. He posted something about that? What an idiot. Um, it was like this big thing. And my brother's like, Diana, do not respond. And I'm like, you're asking a lot of me because, uh, you know, I don't fucking like yeah. pull back. And Did he's you like, respond? No, because he wouldn't let me. Oh, you should have. Well, I had, t- I think after I told my ex- now ex-sister-in-law to get off her high horse about circumcision that kind of like was the i mean it wasn't the reason they got divorced but i think it was like 
the catalyst, like the straw that broke the camel's back mm. that I'm not allowed to say anything on Facebook anymore, which is probably why I'm not on Facebook anymore. Yeah, you probably should stay away from that shit. It's not good. I know. That's why I'm off it. Anywho. Yeah. Anywho. Well. I didn't finish my story. Let's read on. He was waiting for the Lord on high. A man who thought he was in Tampa, which is 140 miles from where police found him, seated in his parked car, told cops he got high to get himself ready because Jesus was returning. Carlos Gillen reportedly had an open bottle of Hennessy. Didn't we talk about Hennessy the other week? Yeah, we did. I hear that the, um, because neither you or I really knew what it was. And then I heard that Hennessy is really popular among the African-American community. That is true. Very true. How do you know that? I Why work at a restaurant. I know what they, they were. So it's yeah. mostly. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know Hennessey that. Hennessy and Sprite, Hennessy and Lemonade, Hennessy on the Rocks. <laughs> so he had an open bottle of Hennessy on his passenger seat. And he was sitting outside an outlet mall awaiting the second coming because if Jesus <laughs> is to come anywhere, it's the mall. Let's go to the mall today. Like <laughs> today. And the police said it smelled like booze. And uh, so, well, yeah, he was getting high because he was Hennessy. drinking Hennessy and waiting for the Lord. I like it. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. All right, what well, you got? Not anything as intense as religious there, with religion there, but let's go. <laughs> this Florida woman breaks into home and makes a sandwich. I wonder if it was like a turkey and stuffing and cheese with mayonnaise and mustard sandwich after Who Thanksgiving. Keeps stuffing in their fridge. Well, maybe it was after Thanksgiving. Well, <laughs> we're these are recent stories, and we're in August. So I'm gonna go with no. It appears that this lady in Fort Lauderdale broke in. And made a sandwich. Home cameras caught a woman making a bold break-in. Police officer says she's not a typical thief. They she said she made a ham sandwich on her way out. Johnny Buckingham, 60, appeared before a judge in Bond Court Thursday and accused of breaking into a home and helping herself to a snack. The hungry heist happened on Garnina Road in Northwest 18th Court in Fort last Thursday around 10 a.m. Fort Lass? Fort Lauderdale. Okay. They just, it has just says Fort. It's a typo. Ah, I see. Um, so home surveillance video shows an intruder scurrying around the apartment after getting in. Scurrying around the apartment. Scurrying <laughs> around the apartment after getting in through the back door. She then went straight for the fridge. Investigators say she threw the victim's dog a piece of raw chicken. But the pup wasn't pleased. The burglar then scrambled a bit before she took off. But she got to eat her sandwich. Yeah, she ate her sandwich and everything. So. And what kind of dog was that? I really wish they would like go into details because like, what dog doesn't want to eat some raw chicken? Dakota fucking took a whole package of raw chicken off our counter one time and ate it. Like, yeah, the pup wasn't pleased, but... But it didn't do anything, so that's a bad dog. The victim saw everything on her security cameras, but by the time she got home, the pork porcher was gone. <laughs> we really need to get some cameras. Well, let's um, get those eventually. So All in due time. Let's do it. All right, you got another one? Yeah, so um, this is out of Riverview. 
Florida, Hillsborough <laughs> County. A Riverview man is in custody after he drove a golf cart through a Walmart entrance, nearly hitting numerous customers and eventually crashed into a cash register station. Man, he got far into a Walmart with his golf cart. He made it all the way to the cash register. I'm proud yeah. of this guy. <laughs> Deputies say they were called to the Gibsonton Walmart located at 9205 Gibsonton Drive around 12.30 p.m. noon time. Thursday, after 56-year-old Michael Hudson drove his golf cart to the store, blocking the liquor store entrance. Well, he was just thirsty. Hudson, so, okay, we don't need to read anymore. He basically pulled, just ran his golf yeah. cart into the restaurant, into the liquor store. He was probably thirsty. Walmart. So, did you know that since the um, El Paso shooting at Walmart in Texas last week, that the number of threats against walmart has increased i didn't know that but i don't know i do know this same walmart had a threat the day after that el paso is that the one where the fucker like said what kind of gun can i kill 200 people with i i don't know but i know there was a threat at this walmart after that there was a man here in florida of course because oh florida we love our guns um who fucking went to Walmart and was like, what kind of gun can I kill a lot of people with, like 200 people? And so they fucking obviously called the cops and they the cops put the picture out on Twitter and they found the guy and the guy's like, oh, it's just a joke. Yeah, real fucking funny, It, it wasn't dick. a joke. He's probably a psychopath. I also want to talk about, without naming names, Someone that you know that is a gun-loving fucking nut. Oh, yeah? To be fair, he's a responsible gun owner, but he had posted some fucking, like, anti-gun like control bullshit, and one of his fucking friends is fucking stupid and wrote, what are they going to do next? Like, ban not different kinds of knives and bombs? Bitch, bombs I'm pretty are, sure we can't have fucking bombs. Bombs are probably not illegal. And They're illegal right now, I would say, bombs. You can't go into a bomb store. There's no bomb stores, you dumb bitch. Keep selling your multi-level marketing, a.k.a. pyramid scheme yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And fucking talk about guns. Anywho, that was real fucking annoying when I saw that. I'm like, that's so fucking annoying. It is annoying. Blake's annoying right now, too. Go away. So, but yeah... That's what people are doing these days. But yeah, you can't buy bombs. And also, fun fact, that a lot of states do, for your information, have knife regulation. But, you know, fuck gun regulation. I think a knife has to be a certain length. Yeah, yeah. there's regulation on knives. You dumb broad. Well, some people oh are. Oh, my God, that gets me so fired up. I'm sorry, like, that I was looking at your Facebook, but fact, this is why I'm not on Facebook, because stupid shit like that, I would have come. It took every ounce of my being not to respond to that. And obviously, it would have been under your name, but I was well, like. you should have responded. <sighs> nope, your friends are stupid. That's all we need to know. People are stupid all over the world. For the record. Gun lovers, if we have any listening, if your friend is listening, I want to say, we are not saying take away your guns. Nobody's fucking saying that. All we're saying is we want common sense gun laws. There is no reason for Joe Schmo to have a fucking weapon of war. 
Yeah, no yeah, reason at all. There's no fucking reason no. for that. And then actually Friday the 13th kind of blew my mind because the very first episode happened right after the um, school shooting in Parkland. Oh, yeah. And they're like, you know what? People are like, oh, it's all mental health. And they're like, yeah, it is mental health. But it was easier for this mentally deranged person to get a gun than it is for them to get help. Like mental health, because fucking they're taking that health care away, too. Oh, and that was like, a very good insight. Yeah. Yeah. It actually blew my mind, because I'd never actually Just thought like, of that before. Well, you blow your mind like that? Yeah. So. Without a gun. I'm sorry. Like, I'm very... I tr- am trying to desensitize myself from these school shootings, but I just, I can't. They need to stop. Or any mass shootings, because I'm sorry, you're right to own a weapon of war does not trump my right to go into Walmart for my kid to go to school, for me to go to see a movie without being scared of getting blown to smithereens when you can fucking... And people are like, oh, well, can... Are you going to, you know monitor the knives guess what the average knife attack you're looking at five people at the most at the most so i'll take five over 25 over 25 yep i agree nice 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 diana i like your input there all right sorry what up, we really don't get into politics, but here we... I think this is the first time we've ever yeah, really did anything like political. Yeah, let's just move along now. Sorry, so. listeners. Move along. You move along. I agree, though, with you. Thank you. There needs to be some kind of... Common sense Common gun sense gun law. There, yeah. there has to be. It's just stupid. I yeah. mean, get as many guns as you want, but you can't be having AKs and like assault rifles... Hey, and uh, Greg's friend who will not be named that is a part of the NRA. Did you know that while the NRA is begging you to donate more money on top of your dues, three members of the NRA board quit because the president has been blowing money on trips to Italy and all this other fucking shit. And they just quit because the way that he's spending money is not being. So, yeah, when you donate money to the NRA, you're just donating to the president's fucking vacation. So, OK. All right. Let's, this is enough now. <laughs> Florida Don't boy me off. calls 911 to order pizza. He gets a lesson and a pie. I wonder what kind of pie you got. Pepperoni, maybe? maybe. So this is out of Florida. And technically, this could be a don't worry, be happy story, it but we be. just threw it into the old Florida. Because it's a Florida boy who called 911 to report he was hungry and wanted a pizza. Got a lesson in proper emergency call etiquette, but he also got a pie. The Sanford Police Department said in a Facebook post that a hungry five-year-old called 911 last Friday. Three officers respond to the home in suburban Orlando for a well-being check. They met with a boy and his older sister who told them they were fine and that her brother had used the phone without her knowledge. The officers explained that 911 system is only for emergencies and they went to Pizza Hut and bought a large pizza back to the house. You couldn't at least get them good pizza, like Hungry Howie's. Like, anything's better than Pizza These kids got a pie, so good for them. Oh, that's nice. You shouldn't be calling 911, though. That's like abusing the system, kid. Mm. So, um... Is that your last one? That is my last one. Congratulations on getting your free pizza pie. Pizza pie. All right. Let's move on to sports. Let's do it, sports. Woo! 
What's up uh, with Antonio Brown? Uh, yeah, supposedly he um, his hybrid chamic chamber when he was across the pond. What? Some hyper hypersensitive chamber that he goes in. I guess it's supposed to like heal the body quicker, and everybody does it these days. He didn't wear the proper like footwear, so he got like frostbite on his um, uh, toes and feet. I thought when you got frostbite, you like lost your toes and feet. You don't like. When did he? When was he across? He was across the pond. Supposedly he was in Paris, and uh, he brought the wrong like feetwear to wear in it, and he. I guess that's what happened. How it, long ago was he across the pond? Like a month or two, I think they said. And they said they. This is another term for it. They call it swamp, some swamp feet or something. It's kind of like or trench feet. It's something like they used to get like back when like people were in the trenches and like the military. But I guess he's fucking stupid. Well, I, well, and this is what came out a little bit earlier this week. But then last night, I guess the main reason why he hasn't been at training camp is because he doesn't want to play football unless he can wear the helmet he's wore the whole time he's played football. Like they've like banned his style of helmet. Why? It's safety, probably. They just they're they're that one's not one of the ones that is mandated for like because they give you options of what helmets you so can wear. So he's literally worn the same helmet for how many seasons has he been? Maybe not the same helmet, but the same helmet style. Tough shit. Like I can understand the fucking like sentimental value of like oh I've had the same helmet since I was in college. Like I'm fucking wearing it. Just keep repainting it. But not even that. Like, it's not even the same fucking helmet. It's just the same helmet brand. I guess, like, style or something. Something like with the face mask, You, he says he can't see as well with the other ones to be able to see the ball to catch it. And I think there's been other, like, um, like players that have been, like, upset about this. But you know what they've done? They're wearing the new helmets. And Antonio Brown, how much money is he getting paid? Uh, he just got a new contract where they're going to pay him like $90 million or $50 million over three years. So suck it up and wear whatever fucking helmet they give you because you're making a shit ton of money. So it shouldn't fucking matter. Yeah, the Steelers were right to get rid of you. Yeah. Good for you, Steelers. It's Yeah, you don't need you. this drama. No. Give them to the Raiders. Fuck the Raiders. Fuck the Raiders. So, you want to hear my sports story? I do. See, you have, like, legitimate, like, sports news for anyone that's, like, waiting for sports news. I have this. Kirk Cousins, he plays for the Vikings, has said that basically his young center has a really sweaty ass. It's probably hot out there. Minnesota quarterback and griller... (laughs) Why... Do they have, I really want to know, do reporters have, or like journalists that have to actually type articles, do they have a minimum word count that you have to have? I don't know. Maybe they do. Because I just feel like this is unnecessary. It probably is. Minnesota quarterback and griller of Igenis Rocks, Kirk Cousins. What the fuck does that mean? What does that fucking mean? Is getting the hang of working with rookie center Garrett Bradbury, who the Vikings selected in the first round of the draft. The two will play together in the game for the first time on Friday in a couple series of preseason action against the Saints. You would think that Cousins' first, second, and third concerns will be how Bradbury handles protection duties against a live pass rush. 
I don't even know what the fuck that means, but whatever. Whatever. But there you would be incorrect. Most of what Cousins wanted to talk about when asked about Bradbury Wednesday afternoon was his young center's swampy keister. Ew. That just sounds gross. Let's listen to his fucking, like, thing. Different center, obviously, adds an element to it. What do you hope to get out of this with Garrett getting his first snaps in there? Well, I'm going to take it back to how much he sweats again. He promises that it's not a problem in games. And it remains to be seen because his shorts today were soaked. And uh, he says it's not a problem on game day. So the moment of truth, Friday night. Uh, but apparently, you know, when they keep the, those domes air-conditioned and you get a break on the bench and you can sit with the cooling fans, I'm hoping that really helps. So that's a, a big thing I'm going to take away from Friday night is how tough was it to grip the ball after he snaps it to me. Uh, if it is tough, we might be in pistol and shotgun all year, which Coach Kubiak and Kevin wouldn't like very much. So Posterior sweating, the kind of thing that needs to be scouted ahead of time with centers? You know what? I haven't talked to our department, scouting department about that, but I want to look at him and say, you know, that's one thing we probably didn't get a measurement on during the pre-draft process. <laughs> what the fuck? Really the I mean, right, He's just a fucking sweaty fuck, okay? It's probably hot so out there. So basically, he is swamp ass. I, so basically, he's getting his ass sweat on his hands is what you say. You Kirk, know, you get paid like enough that. money to... Listen, you diva. You, how much is Kirk making a year? Uh, he got like a guaranteed, I want to say like, I want to say like seventy million dollar contract, fully guaranteed for three 70, years. For three years. So what is that like? Twenty less than twenty million, like fifteen, let's give or take. Oh, no, no, no. it was probably more than. That. I think he was averaging like thirty million, but he's making he's making a good amount of money for three years. So you're making a shit ton of money. Guess what? Deal with the swamp ass and take the fucking ball and throw it. Yeah, Kirk. Kirk. So you want to talk about the uh, Field of Dreams? Yeah, apparently um, uh, the White Sox and Yankees are going to play at the Field of Dreams in 2020. And I read something on, and I, I don't know like how that's going to work, like if they're going to have like a, like a big like stands or if people are just going to stand around. But I read something the, the day after I sent this to you where like the um, Motel 6 in that area received 100 inquiries on how much room would be for that night. I guess they weren't selling the tickets. They weren't well, selling rooms quite Well, I think there's only yet. like 8,000 tickets, right? I don't know. I think I read it was like 8,000 tickets. But and I mean, actually funny, Glenn from Glenn Think Stuff Podcast had tweeted about this article. I was like, we're doing a road trip and we're going to stay with Michelle. From Welcome to My Show. Oh. And she's like, everyone's welcome in my small ass apartment. And it's like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I think that would be cool to go see. But I mean, 8,000 people. I'm sure they need hotel rooms still. So. That'd be really fucking cool to see. Yeah. I, I, it'll be cool to watch on TV, I think, too, to be honest with you. But just the, Would it? I think it'd be cool to see in person at the actual field. Duh. Duh. Okay. Let's move on to what the fuck. What the fuck? All right. You want to go first? Yep. So a drunk flight attendant busted after passed out for the entire trip. <laughs> a boozed up flight attendant was busted in Indiana after passengers saw her stumbling all over the cabin and then passed out in her rear seat for the entire flight, according to news reports. 
Julian March, 49, of Wisconsin, was charged Thursday by Thursday by St. Joseph's County prosecutors in connection with the August 2nd incident on a flight from Chicago to South Bend. Passengers on the morning flight quickly realized that something was not right with March, who was part of an Air Wisconsin crew working a United Express flight, according to reports. Hey, at United, our flight attendant appears to be quite drunk on this flight from Chicago to <laughs> South Bend. Come on. Let's go. She is slurring her speech. She couldn't even make it through the security announcement. Couldn't walk straight and was bumping into everyone in the aisle. So she was drunk as fuck. And then after she was done her little thing, she could even get through the security speech and then pass out drunk. Yeah, and she was a probationary flight attendant. Flight attendant. Well, it doesn't look like that worked What's out. What's that mean? She was probably like working her way up probationary. Quick question: Why would you put a probationary flight attendant on a flight all by herself? I feel like this. Okay, well, shame on her. Boo. Why would you put a probationary flight attendant on a flight by herself? Who even has a flight? With only one flight attendant. We've yeah. been on small-ass planes, and there's always more oh, than Oh, there one. has to be more. Yeah, I don't understand that. So one person, I, I, it's not cool. We might or might not know someone that used to be a flight attendant for kind of like a small airline this, like off a of branch at United, that was also fired for being drunk. But she wasn't the only flight attendant, so I feel like maybe that's why she didn't get arrested. Mm, that's weird. That's very interesting. Like... You should be. I didn't even know you could get like fired for being intoxicated on the job. Well, I mean, it's a pretty big safety thing there. You've got a bunch of people's lives in your hands. Not really. Do you, though? Yeah, you're, you're just a flight, flight attendant. attendant. So. <laughs> no offense to flight attendants, but. So, my what the fuck? Americans were so stupid. A Washington woman was sent to the hospital after posing with an octopus on her face. When Jamie Baselia met up with fishermen who had hooked an octopus, 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 octopus during a fishing derby in Tacoma, she saw an opportunity for an unusual picture. It was a photo contest in the derby, so crazy me. How's that uh, iPad holder working for you? I wasn't holding it. Sorry. It was a photo contest in the Derby. So crazy me. Hindsight now when looking back, I probably made a big mistake. She put the octopus. It's <laughs> literally the second time I keep saying octopus. The, octop- the octopus. Octopus. <laughs> Why can't I say that word? I don't know. Octopus on her face and posed. At first, it grabbed her with its suckers. Then it did something she didn't expect. It bit her face. It barreled its beak into my chin and then let go a little bit and then did it again. It was really intense pain when it went inside and it just bled, dripping blood for a long time. I didn't know octopuses (laughs) could bite. I didn't either. I thought they just sucked onto you. That's what I I thought. like Like it has teeth? Yeah, apparently. So the octopus was a smaller juvenile version of the giant Pacific octopus. Although a spokeswoman at the 
point, Defiant Zoo and Aquarium says it could have been a Pacific... Oh my god, that's way too many words of octopus. Anyway. Both octopuses... <laughs> say octopuses. Octopuses have powerful beaks used to break and eat crabs, clams, and mussels. Their bite contains a venom to mobilize the prey. And... The, she said that the venom left her in incredible pain. And she's still in pain. Well, that's what you get for putting an octopus on your fucking face, you dumb broad. Yeah, octopuses on your face. Octopuses on your face. I don't agree with it. What don't you don't agree with? Put it on your face. I would never do that. I would never put an octopus on my face. No. I wouldn't put one on your face either. That's stupid. It is stupid. Like you're asking to get, quote unquote, bit by an octopus. She's real, real dumb. You are really, really dumb. Yeah. Should we move on to the Don't Worry, Be Happy? Yeah, let's do it. Don't Worry, Be Happy. All right. Don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy. All right. Don't worry, be happy. What you got, Greg? So this is a six-year-old designs a t-shirt to battle school bullying. I like this. Because it's like back it. to school season here in Florida. I like his Florida. shirt, too. It says, I will be your friend. Well, read the story, bro. Spoiler alert. One young boy in Georgia. Well, it's right on the top of the story. <laughs> One young boy in Georgia plans to make a special fashion statement for the first day of next school year. Rocking a bright orange t-shirt with the text, I will be your friend. To battle school bullying. Aniki Rahan of Fayetteville prepared her son, Blake, for a new year at North Fayetteville. Great name. Ellen, oh, great name. She asked her six-year-old what kind of shirt he'd like to wear for the all-important first day. The mom of four runs her own custom clothing business and expected her youngster to select a spot, sp- sporty modified inspired of his interest in <laughs> basketball and football. What? Instead, Blake... Blake surprised her with a heartwarming request. He thought a while and said, "Will you please make a shirt that says I will be your friend for all kids who need a friend to know that I'm there for them." The proud mom dish. That's just sweet. He got a bunch of likes and a lot bunch of shares and hundreds of comments. That really Aww. really makes me happy. Really makes me happy. Does it make you happy? It does. It's, it's so hard. Okay, so my don't worry, be happy story. I just want to apologize. <laughs> I start crying during this fucking story because when I first read it, like, I was like bawling like a little bitch. Ooh, I bet you were. So I'm going to make my best effort to get Not through this him. without crying. The headline is a Dallas airport, Dallas airport passenger silently salute the return of a fallen hero. For reporters, the flight home is often a chance to decompress. It's the first opportunity to reflect on a story and to process our emotions. It's the point at which we step back from our deadlines and from the pressure. It's that point that it can all sink in. This week, the long flight home took me from the devastating shooting in El Paso to Washington, D.C. with a layover in Dallas. Dallas became the place where the weight of the world seemed to melt away the place where the good outweighed the bad for the first time in days. When we arrived at our gate at Dallas Love Field, I noticed a few camera crews waiting. I didn't think much of it. 
Perhaps they were waiting for a politician or newsmaker. A few minutes later, a gate agent from Southwest Airlines appeared and started handing out American flags. Then came the announcement over the PA system. A gate agent, his voice cracking, told us about the very special arrival we were about to witness. Our inbound plane from Oakland was carrying the remains of an American airman, Colonel Roy Knight Jr., who was shot down in combat during Vietnam in 1967. The agent took a long pause as he seemed to collect his words. Colonel Knight ejected from his aircraft, but no parachute was seen deploying. A search was undertaken, but no one could find him. The agent again took a long pause before explaining that recently his remains were discovered and identified and returned to the United States. Today, Colonel Knight is coming home to Dallas, said the agent, growing more emotional as he continued to explain what we are about to witness. At that point, we were told that before deploying, Colonel Knight had said farewell to his family at this very airport. He waved goodbye to his five-year-old son. It would be the last time he would see any of them. By this point in the story, the terminal had fallen silent. TSA, TSA agents stood solemnly in a line near the gate. The gate agent held the microphone in his hands, taking a long pause and a deep breath. He struggled to say what came next. Today, the pilot of the plane bringing Colonel Knight home is his son. There are quiet gasps. A few people burst into tears. <laughs> like me right now. <laughs> oh, fucking bitch. That's damn. the way you're reading it. It's making me all teary-eyed, <laughs> too. We were told the aircraft would arrive in about 15 minutes. and taxied toward the jet bridge, two airport fire trucks provided a somber water salute while the ground crew stood in formation. We all watched silently as the flag-draped casket was unloaded from the cargo, met by what we could only assume to be Colonel Knight's family and military guard. Airports rarely see moments of quiet, but for a few brief moments, Dallas Love Field felt absolutely silent. There were no garbled announcements, no clickety-clack of rolling suitcases over the floor, no shouting over cell phones. People stood quietly at the window, wiping away tears, taking a moment few rarely get to see. It was peaceful, it was beautiful, and it was a privilege to watch. As I sat on the plane, I googled Colonel Knight's story. According to his obituary, he was shot down while attacking a target on Ho Chi Minh Trail. He was initially listed as missing in action until being declared killed in action in 1974. And yeah. Very I mean, there's hard. more to the story, but basically, so they found his remains, they identified him, and his son got to fly him home, which the last time he saw his dad was at five years old. Yeah, what a heartwarming I story. Know, I'm fucking like crying like a little bit. I know. <laughs> Suck it up, Diana. That was a really good one, though. We should have the drinking contest because I, I didn't send it. So that was the story that Greg saw but didn't send it. So, listeners, we drink. salute you and drink. Drink it up, bitches. So, we're going to wrap the shindig up with a joke from the boys. Boys! <laughs> All right. Gavin, you're up first, like always. How do you make a lemon drop? How do you make a lemon drop? Just let it fall. <laughs> <laughs> what?
I mean, I'm not like clutching my sides laughing or anything. And I'm not saying, oh, yeah, that's cute. But I mean, it does its purpose. So thank you. Okay, bye. Blake, you're up. What did Joyce Byers say when she had a flat tire? What did Joyce Byers say when she had a flat tire? Wheel, wheel, wheel. <laughs> Only those that watch Stranger Things will understand wheel, that. Wheel, so wheel. there you go. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode of Podful of Sunshine. Greg, how about you tell our listeners where they can find us? You can find us on Instagram at Podful of Sunshine. No E. No. That <laughs> nice try. Podful at Podful of Sunshine on Instagram. Or. Or. At um, Twitter, Podful of Sunshine. No E. There you go. Um, you can uh, slam our like button on any of those. And you can uh, ask us questions or comments about our um, podcast or something you would like us to talk about. Please, or email us at podfulofsunshine.com <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> so do that, and that'll be fun. That so will be fun. It's at podfulofsunshine at gmail.com. That's a good boy, yes. That is a good boy. <laughs> All right. So we will see everyone next week. Have a splendid week. Adios, machacho. Holler at your boy. See you later. Peace out, kids. Y'all come back now, dear.